there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the... Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I am salty. <laughs> oh, Cam. Was this salty? Well, I thought he might have gone, welcome to the hypothetical oh, okay. It's a, a vampire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're talking about vampires today. Yeah. And, oh, werewolves. <laughs> Not just the ones in London. Yeah. It was a very camp werewolf. <laughs> so at least what a werewolf I do. I should have yeah. learned the piano part to Werewolves of London on my iPad so I could have played it. I also, I did consider us learning uh, the song from the Lost Boys. Cry Little Sister? Yeah. It's a good song. We should have, you know, we should have learned the Kid Rock song that mashed up Werewolves of London and Sweet Home (laughs) Alabama. But we didn't learn any of it. Today we're talking about vampires and (laughs) werewolves. Before we begin though, just a reminder that uh, we do have a Patreon and uh, we've already spent some of the Patreon money. Mm. On pop filters, mm. so now we can say Patreon. Yeah, without, Patreon and pop filters without it exploding in your ear. All those times we kept saying we've got a a crowdfunding <laughs> source website type thing, we can just say Patreon straight away. It'll save my editing time. Yeah, editing around those little peas. Also, Patreon or Patreon? I say Patreon. I say Patreon Can, too. Cam's running with Patreon. That's cool. Yeah. He says tomato. We say Patreon. He also says like castle. Yeah, <laughs> necklace. Necklace. Uh, if you go to, he probably Pat- even says envelope. If you go yeah, to yeah. <laughs> patreon.com slash hypothepod, you can find it. You can find it through the search bar. We discovered somebody, possibly Robbo, possibly some sort of conservative shadow banning conspiracy, yep. has uh, marked us as an adult only. Did we Patreon. not turn that off? No, you have to ask them to turn it off. Can we ask them to turn it off? I've asked them. We're in, okay. the queue. We're in a queue. All right. Oh, a queue. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, um, we're not even in a queue where you know, they'll get back to us because they get so many emails. So right. I'm holding in my hand a little a little uh, lapel pin. Yeah. He, also good to say with the plosive yeah. pop, pop filters. Uh, cooked units lapel pin. It's glittery. It's shiny. I've been complimented on it when I'm wearing it out and out. Nice. And out. So uh, if you sign up for $6.66... You get one of these babies. Yeah. Or if you sign up for $3.33, but you also support one of our other podcasts, 
Send you one in. Or one of our other Patreons, rather. Mm. Send you a bonus. But the point is, have they marked us down as adult only because we've got, like, a red pill in the description? Uh, or is it because you were like, oh, we swear a bit. I better put us down the same as, like, hardcore pornography. we're listed as explicit on iTunes, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's different though. I don't know. Like you're setting one of these things up. You've got a lot of options. Yeah. I would have thought adults only would have been for like the nudie girls, things like that. Oh, yeah. I've, been, I've been putting nudes up there. Oh, okay. Yeah. All That's a joke, but if you are going to mark us down as adults only. Show some nip. Yeah, let's see some nip, <laughs> Robbo. Uh, but special thanks to Tom, who is our $33 sponsor. Oh. Big kahuna. What a legend. Um, also, the extra content people are getting uh, is weekly extra content. Mm-hmm. And we've put a little, uh, put the theme song to that on the public page. So if you go to patreon.com slash hypothopod, you can listen to the theme music. A little bit of a tease of what's behind the curtain. Yeah. Another absolute banger, Robbo. Thank you. But yeah. enough back slapping. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about vampires. All right. Were you trying to do enough back slapping, more well, neck biting? Yeah, I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Are we we're starting with vampires or werewolves? Uh, let's, start with, let's start with the, yeah. Let's start with vampires. Enough back slapping, more bat clapping because we're celebrating vampires. <laughs> oh, <ew>. <laughs> tough crowd. <laughs> so vampires, I suggested this one a while ago. Uh, I think. I was hoping to find some cooked units who were like, oh, vampires are real. And, 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 <laughs> and you didn't? Well, we found, I didn't find the right sort of cooked unit that was saying vampires are real. You just found the cooked units that think they are vampires? Yeah. I was expecting like some big vampire conspiracy. And, you know, sometimes you look, like I was looking at one uh, interview that someone had done with a preacher. He's he was born again in the 80s. Right. But his story, he's one of these classic 80s born again grifters mm. who are, he was part of some sort of satanic Illuminati Freemason, the whole shebang uh, yeah. deal back in the 80s until someone only bloody tricked him and they mailed him an envelope with like a page from the Bible or something in it. He opened it up, suddenly all of his evil powers, gone. I wonder what the page was. He lost his demonic powers. But in the description it was like Illuminati, Freemason, Vampire. I was like, was this bloke a vampire? And then they don't talk about the vampire stuff at all. Oh, no. It's mm. just satanic. So sometimes vampire gets thrown into those, into those mixes. Mm. So do we want to start at the start of vampires? the vampires? Yeah. Sure. Because they weren't always fang having big collar wearing... Transylvanian Transylvanian types? living guys, were they? No, that was, I think, I mean, that was Bram Stoker's version. Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker, <laughs> sorry. You're thinking of the knockoff porno parody. <laughs> it was a bit before that, though. Bram. There was a book called The Vampire that came out first. Yeah. Which was where the the more popular culture type of vampire started off. It actually it had a worse name than that, though. What was it? It's like... Uh, Vernie the Vampire or something. <laughs> oh, right. I can just come back to The Vampire. Vernie goes to summer camp as the follow-up. <laughs> so that was in the 1800s at yep. some point. Yeah. And then Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Fuck you, Robert. Uh, Bram Stoker come along. 
a bit later. There was also the one, that, oh, there was one that came just before him about a lesbian vampire. Right. Uh, famous bit of eroticism kind yep. of a thing called Carmilla. Yeah. Uh, that was a few years before. And I think there's some allegations that Bram Stoker lifted a bit of material from yeah. that one. But he was definitely inspired by Vernie the Vampire, mm. which was like one of those, was it what was called a Penny Dreadful? Mm. Right. Just like a little uh, weekly newsletter story that you could buy for a penny. Oh. But uh, And that was supposed, supposed to be good or? Well, the interesting thing about this is the guy that wrote them was paid by the line. So when it came time to put it all into a book, it was like the biggest book that had ever been written. <laughs> um, the other thing I found about Bram Stoker's was the whole Vlad the Impaler thing mm. where he was supposed to be the, the original vampire. That's a bit made up really. He well, kind he, of... He was quite, He was like, a bad dude. Yeah. And I think Bram Stoker just kind of based the idea of the villain of Dracula off of him, right? Yeah, yep. He used to impale people. He was he was a bad dude. Yeah, yeah. He apparently used to sit in amongst all their blood on the ground and dipping like bread into it and eating it and stuff. Yeah, okay. But that's just a dip. Yes, yeah. everyone loves a dip, right? I mean, not a blood dip. No. Uh, dip of like Frank's hot sauce. Frank's hot sauce pesto is yeah. a popular one. You wouldn't cook a little. You wouldn't cook a little steak and a little bit of the red stuff. Oozes out. Not if you rest it properly. Yeah. And <laughs> dip a little bit of bread in there. Can, can I... Dracula can, style? Can I leap ahead on this cooking a steak thing? Mm. I was watching a... It was on SBS The Feed, um, the kind of youth news show, and the they were interviewing a Sydney vampire. Right. And he was saying that, you know, he gets craving for blood. Mm. And so he eats a rare steak and that, that helps him. Like mm. that helps ease the craving. I'm like, it's not even blood in the steak. It's bloody, it's famously not blood, the, the red stuff coming out of a steak. It's it? like hemoglobin, so it's oh, technically right. not blood. Right. So he's, he's getting is a... Is the hemoglobin's in blood though? Yeah. Is that what vampires need? Yeah. yeah is but, that what you're craving when you're infected with the Dracula virus? Well, I, th- I think he's getting a bit of a placebo from his rare steaks. Yeah. And he's not resting his steaks enough, as yeah. Salty's already demonstrated. So if this guy offers you a steak, don't have it. Say, give it 10 minutes, buddy. Have you seen that meat they've got out now? It's called like Wonder Meat or Super Meat or something that's vegetarian that they've made in a lab. Yeah. And they've they've found some compound that they named heme because yeah. it's like hemoglobin in plants. And it bleeds. And it makes it look like it's bleeding like actual meat, but it's just some compound they found so in I a So I think plant. it's – I don't think it's grown in a lab, but it's, it's put together in a certain way. Right. Um, I think Lord of the Fries has it. Yeah, yeah no I've had it from a burger place. It's pretty good. Yeah, right. Tasty. Yeah. I feel It was like overcooked. It wasn't juicy or anything. Back. Just like, <laughs> this is well done. Yeah. <laughs> I want my plant food bleeding. <laughs> That's What's the market for plants that bleed? Well, this is, you know, this is my whole fucking problem with all of that, like, not meat. Not bacon. It looks like a, they've made it look like a piece of bacon. Why? What if, say in this case, what if you're not really like, you actually kind of like the harm you're doing to animals. (laughs) You just don't really like meat as such as a product. Yeah. But so you still kind of want to get that feeling of harm. Mm. So you see the blood. Yeah. The hemoglobin oozing out. Okay. So it's for cruel animal haters. Cruel animal lovers. No, yeah. Vegetarian. Yeah. Vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So- 
the start of vampires mm. before they were all stroke it out. Yep. Um, seems to be that it could all go back. A lot of different monster things could go back to the same thing. Yep. So it was people who were scared of getting disease back in the olden, olden days. People who didn't quite understand how bodies worked, how they, uh, what's it called when you die? You decompose. decompose. So I think a lot of the early thing was people would see bodies that had died and they started changing and their skin was shrinking. But then as the organs inside would liquefy, that liquid would sort of come out of the mouth and it would look like they had blood in their mouth and people started freaking out that maybe these bodies weren't quite dead and that's a bit fucking freaky. There's also people decomposing differently. So Mm. they'll be like, oh, you're not, we thought he was a vampire. We've dug him up and he hasn't decomposed as much as we thought. Or right. there was a couple they said that his their hair had grown back um, right. and their fingernails had grown back. Like the old ones had dropped off, but then they'd had some new ones grow back. That's just what happens, right? Don't your nails and your hair keep growing and stuff well, after no, you die? It doesn't keep growing. It's just because your skin shrinks. Ah, right. So yeah. it looks like it's growing. Yeah. There was one that I read. Um, so there's a few famous cases. They're all kind of in, in sort of Romania or, or around that area. Yeah, um, It's all very heavily Europe. Yeah. Eastern yeah. Europe. <laughs> But there's one there they gave this, this lady a backhander. Her name was Milicha. Um, and then so they they thought that she had been infected by a vampire and then there was more problems going around in this town. Like she was just kind of one of the first victims. So they dug her up and they noticed she was a bit puffy and looking like well-nourished. And then someone commented, and this is a, a direct quote, um, that she'd always been lean and dried up. <laughs> <laughs> now she was looking too healthy. It's like, man. Oh, jeez. That's right. Yeah. Backhanded compliment, I think. What did mm. I say? You said backhanded. The backhanded. It's like a bribe. Ah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking it as a bloody pimp slap. It's, it's the same. It's the same term. Yeah. It comes from the same thing. A little backhander. Hey, you gave me a backhander. <sighs> nah, it's, it's fair. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that when all these people were seeing all this weird stuff happen and they they felt they had to kill vampires or, like, do something to the corpses was because they were worried of catching disease and things. Yeah. And they didn't want those people to be getting up and biting them. So they would put bricks in their mouth and sand and shit like that to stop them biting. Which, like, never hurts. Well, no. Like, when the dead do rise, we're going to be glad that there's a few less. Yeah. <laughs> those ones with a brick in their mouth. So slow them just down. Just don't just take the brick out. <laughs> yeah, but they're not that smart. Um, Arnold Pale was one of the originals and he allegedly was – um, infected in Turkey, yep. but then and he told everyone, "Oh, I got infected in Turkey. Now I'm now I'm over here somewhere, wherever it was." Um, and he he said that he'd cured himself by eating soil from the vampire's grave and smearing himself with the vampire's blood. Yeah. Uh, but then when he died, some other started things started happening where people thought he was haunting them. So they dug him up, staked him in the heart, cut his head off. Burned everything and then put it back in the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then there was a few that like uh, there was sheep going around where people were said to have eaten the sheep that were vampiric, um, and that caused them to. Uh, uh, they seem to be sort of a mass hysteria result of right. you know one person would be a little bit creepy in town, maybe got a little bit of a disease or something. Yeah, uh, vampire, and everyone freaks out. Mm. So there was an author called Mark Collins. Mark Collins Jenkins wrote a book called Vampire Forensics 
It talks a lot about that sort mm. of people were scared of disease and this was how they felt they could control disease getting out and spreading. I think there was a lot of stuff going on around the time of the plague as well. Can I just say, uh, with the exception of one bloody Dexter Morgan, the last person I want in my forensics unit is a vampire. You're like, oh, you got that blood sample? Uh, can we go get another one? <laughs> yeah. What about, what? how do you feel about the zombies? In your it, forensic squad, because there's a show about that. Oh, really? Isn't oh, that yeah. what that show Eye yeah, Zombies zombie. about? <laughs> right. It's like a chick who's a zombie yeah. who goes to crime scenes and like eats a little bit of the victim and like can see what happened to them. So, well, so that's effective. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. She's I, a good. I want that. Uh, yeah. That helps. What if you're like, oh, look at all this blood in the carpet and the guy just gets down and starts sucking it up out of the pile. Yeah, but he's a forensic. He's not a cleaner. He doesn't care about the cleaning of the situation. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, if. How are we going to get a blood sample out of the thing? <laughs> Into a vial? Yeah, right. That's fine. No, it's contaminated blood. And then how often is the brain crucial? With the exception of JFK, how often do you need the brain? Well, to know what happened. Yeah, but other than that, yeah. in traditional forensics, the brain's not useful. Yeah, so you're yeah. arguing for the zombies. Yeah. Still against the zombies. I'm still against the okay. okay. Glad we cleared that up. Yeah. And I'm. Uh, we'll see where I am on werewolves. Ooh. return. Um. One of the – oh, did you have more? Sorry on the – No. The, the, so w- what I think I was getting at was the, the origin of vampires seems to also kind of be – you could see that it would also be the origin of like zombies. And I know zombies come from like a different part of the world. It was more like that sort of Haitian mm. kind of voodoo sort of thing. Um, but I'm assuming the, the origin or the genesis of that is much the same. Yeah, had to do yeah, with yeah. people going, oh, fuck, look at that dead body. That looks weird. It looks like it's been up and about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so original, the OG vampires weren't the suave yeah. bloody Gary Oldmans of the world. Who did Gary Oldman play as a vampire? Dracula. Okay. <laughs> I'm not good with actors. You know the movie Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah, I've never seen it. Right. right. You know the movie Dead and Loving It? No. Oh, jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, so you did no research for this then? Oh, I didn't watch vampire movies. Anyway. I did read the Vampire Lestat trilogy or the Queen of the Dam trilogy or whatever it was called. A long time ago though. Yeah, many years ago. And I think there was like nine books in the end I gave up after three. Was that the Anne Rice ones? Yeah. yeah interview with the vampire. Yeah. Uh, we read some interviews with vampires too for this. Yeah. So let's fast forward in time, yeah. So after... After the vamp, the Dracula book come out and everyone was like, ooh, vampires are like a bit different than what we used to think. Remember we used to think it was just diseased people? Yeah. Mm. Look at this. They're writing about it. They're actually cool fictional like yeah. creatures. And that, people kind of – the whole vampire fear, like um, panic went away. Yeah. When people started writing about them in fiction. Mm. They're like, oh, they're super sexy. They represent the best and the worst of humanity. Yeah. Mm. As, um, Extreme sexiness, but also uh, extreme cruelty. <laughs> so that sort of went away. Just and my then, vampire take. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that went away. And then in the 60s, there was a little vampire panic. Did you come across this? I did not. In the 60s, a guy called Sean Manchester, who was the president of the British Occult Society, said that a vampire was causing people to see strange things in Highgate Cemetery in London. Newspapers had covered reports of a tall figure with burning eyes 
and other spectral sites floating around the cemetery. The journalists quickly picked up Manchester's theory that these sightings were the work of Eastern European vampire. The theory was that he was a Eastern European king vampire, one of the king ones, yeah, uh, who had done some black magic in Romania and then travelled to London in his coffin. Right. Um, in 1970, this Manchester guy told TV news team that he planned to exercise the vampire on Friday the 13th from the cemetery. Is that the best day to do an exorcism? Yeah. When things are the most powerful? Surely a Saturday when they're bound to their coffins. Yeah. Saturday when they're a little bit hungover from the big night they had on the 13th. Yeah. Is that why they're bound to their coffins on Saturdays? That was something I read about vampires. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't that, know. That was a belief that that was the best day to kill a vampire. Okay. And uh, the best vampire hunters were those who were born on a Saturday. Mm. Although I did wonder as I read it, is this just uh, some Saturn cult propaganda oh. to trick you? Saturday, yeah, Maybe. interesting. So 1970, Friday the 13th, hundreds of young people rock up to the cemetery to see this the vampire get exercised. Of course. And he didn't end up doing it. Did he even turn up? I'm not sure. Was the vampire there? <laughs> no, nah, nothing happened. <laughs> the vampire's here. <laughs> you coward. Yeah, but, but they were saying that like people were interested in that and it was more of a thing where I f- it went from being frightened of what could happen to you to people being into being frightened. Hmm. So, oh, let's go down the cemetery. There's a vampire. Maybe we'll get scared. Oh, it'll be awesome. There's going to be a big vampire showdown. Yeah, people go there because it might be scary. Um, Cut to from that. Yeah, to modern day. To modern day. The most fucking annoying people you'll ever meet. <laughs> Are these guys <laughs> who think they're vampires? Um, I actually found an interesting case in the 80s where... All right, cut back. A little bit. Cut back a little bit. Um, and it's not. It's kind of vampire related where this lady had um, found on the side of the road with handcuffs. Yep. And... She said she'd escaped some some house and they, they worked out whose house it was and went there and basically the, what had transpired is this guy had handcuffed her, tied her to her or kidnapped her, tied her to her a um, table, Dexter style, videoed it, started like taking out her blood. So she lost like 40% of her blood in the case in the course of two days and drinking it in front of her. Um, he was he was allegedly a vampire, obviously, after drinking blood. Yeah. Um, but the real cook thing was his wife was kind of in of it and on it, and she was away uh, that weekend. But then when it went to co- went to court, his wife just said it was a gentle rape, um, devoid of of overt brutality. Uh, he was said he had been introduced to blood drinking by a nurse in the seventies as part of a sex ritual. Ritual. Um, he said it should not be considered in his sentencing because in his case he had not drunk the blood. He claimed that it had coagulated before he could drink it and he couldn't get it down. Right. So in his murder case where he's being tried for rape and bleeding someone and drinking it, he's like, hang on. Didn't technically drink the blood. It had gotten too chunky. Yeah, yeah. and it, it wasn't even a charge. It's not like, oh, okay, and you're charged with drinking the blood. Mm, no. But he's like, hey, by the way. I didn't drink it. Yeah. Just let everyone know that. Yeah. Plus um, it was a gentle rape. Yeah. He like later got out. Right. And never committed any more crimes, I assume. Uh well he got caught um soon after for possession of weed and oh, right. his parole and then went back to jail and done jail. So, oh, so they finally, oh, they so, finally got him on the real crime. Yeah. <laughs> um died of autoerotic asphyxiation. Oop. 
Yeah. Interesting life. Mm. Mm. Cut to today. Yeah. yeah. And the most annoying people you'll ever meet. <laughs> so you, you're watching you with guys from Sydney. Yep. Did you talk about that earlier or did you I just didn't. mention it? No, I mentioned it earlier. The guy that um, has the rare steak. That's right. Um, Was I, he annoying? Oh, yeah. He yeah. had like uh, implanted fangs and yeah. um, it's, it's all very loaded with accoutrement, you know, mm. uh, just this is my, yep. That's a $10 <laughs> word if I ever heard it. <laughs> $10 word on a $2 podcast. <laughs> a $3.33 podcast. Uh, you know, uh, fake big claw nails yeah. and top hat and looking very, you know. Was he a sanguine vampire or a psychic vampire? Uh, sanguine. Yep. That's hence the blood eating. Yeah. Blood. It also sounds like he was a bit of a lifestyle vampire. Yeah, most I think probably more a lifestyle vampire than anything. Uh, yeah. Can you explain these terms to our listeners? Well, a sanguine vampire is a vampire who drinks, I think, a little bit of the red stuff, mm-hmm. a little bit of claret. Mm-hmm. A psychic vampire or an energy vampire just drinks your energy. They are the worst. Don't even call yourself a vampire. No. Yeah. So get on my neck. Get out of here. Yeah. Or you've watched Dark Tourist, Robo? No. No? Oh, okay. I thought you had watched it. I've watched one episode. I need to finish it. He goes to America at one point, goes to New Orleans. I think it's in New Orleans and hangs out with a bunch of vampires and does all the stuff with them. And, yeah, mm. they're like the most fucking annoying idiots. <laughs> but they – Steampunk wasn't annoying enough for them. They really wanted to turn things up. Yeah. So they – they're these guys that hang out. They have like, well, I read it. I also read an article and apparently they have houses. So one house will be a group of vampires and there'll be another house in a different part of town. Yeah. Actual physical houses or it's just the name of their like. I think it's like, like Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Um, so the article I read said New Orleans and Boston have really big vampire populations mm. and they have houses and the houses will sometimes come together to do like events. Yep. Things, little charity things. They'll feed the homeless. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. They won't feed on the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was kind of cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're bloody, basically they're a LARPing group who get yeah. together and give out some sandwiches. Yeah. Yep. But, I, I bet you there's a fucking fuck fest at the end of it though. Oh well. yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but on the David Farrier thing, He's hanging out with them and so there's the vampires and then there's the people that hang out with the vampires who are like basically they're feeding people. Renfields. Yeah. They're Do- like donors, I Donors, yeah. yeah. And there's one part of the the episode where the vampire takes his donor into the bathroom and lifts like lifts his shirt up, takes a little scalpel, and he does this thing where it's just like so like he's being all vampiric and hoo hoo hoo. And then he just goes up to the guy's back and goes, bop, 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 bop. <laughs> makes a little noises and punches little holes in his back with the scalpel and squeezes it all up and just has a bloody big munch on oh. his back. Sucks all the blood out. <laughs> Patches it up, gives him a bandage. Yeah, a bit of after- Bit of first yeah. aid, bit yeah. of disinfectant, which I thought was responsible and good. Yeah, yeah you don't want to. I imagine if you're drinking people's blood, there's high risk of disease. And yeah, yeah. And you don't want them to get a big problem in the yeah. real vampire. Community. Really? Yeah. You don't want to like your donor to get some sort of blood infection, and you're drinking manky blood. Do donors 
does each vampire have an individual donor or do donors get around the vampire house? Do we know? Well, uh, Robo, if you're practicing responsible vampirism, you should be restricting yourselves to only donors that you know uh, have had their blood tested and you also should have had tests done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would suggest that you shouldn't be swapping donors around because then you're introducing a lot of risk into the equation. Mm. Hmm. If you are going to vampire, vampire safe. Yeah. yeah. I um, One thing that comes to my <coughs> mind when I was watching that was the guy who had a suck on his back and had this little oh, moment. He um, All the ones I saw, I did that little thing. It yeah. Was just Ooh. lame. He... He, he was like, oh, whenever I drink blood, I get this rush of energy through my body and oh, my body just reacts to it. And, and I couldn't help but think that like I watched when Todd Sampson was doing his body fucked thing where he just fucked himself up constantly. Body hack 2.0 yeah. or something? Although 2.0 was kind of lame, but it was in 2.0 that I saw this thing where he talked about how your body has like a disgust reflex, which is where like if – he explained it when he was walking along the beach and saw a dead body and the bloke he was with started having a munch on it. And he said he sort of... Wait, what happened in the show? <laughs> he was hanging yeah, out you with... Just went, you just went way too quickly past that. He was hanging out with this group of people in India who are cannibals, basically. Okay, that's fine then. And because mm. the, I thought you were talking about like he's on the beach in Byron or something. No, no, no. Because <laughs> the river there gets all the bodies put in it, yeah. body parts wash up and he picks them up and eats little bits of them. Mm, completely normal. But Todd Sampson said this disgust reflex is like a thing where your body sees something that it shouldn't or that's disgusting and its reaction is your throat closes up. You feel like you're going to throw up. And that's like your body going, that's something dangerous. Mm. I could be poisoned from that. It's not going to come inside of me. Mm. Well, it's not going to enter my body. Mm. So... I'm going to block up the throat and start pushing things out. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't help but wonder if this vampire was drinking this blood and it was actually his body going, oh, what the oh, fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? But he's just gotten so used to it Yeah, that he's like, now he's like, oh, that's... Ooh. Ooh. But it's actually... Ooh. Yeah, right. So it's interesting that everyone goes to New Orleans for this. So we read this article, this guy went and interviewed a bunch of vampires in, like you said, New Orleans and what was the other place? Buffalo. Buffalo. One of the things that he said he found. I think he said Boston. Buffalo. I might have said Boston. I meant Buffalo. Apologies. One of the things he found, though, from talking to all of these real vampires was that none of them were really that familiar with, like, (laughs) Vampires of fiction. Yeah, vampire (laughs) mythology. And... I call a massive uh, bullshit on that. Yeah. <laughs> You've got okay. You're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm a real vampire. Better get my goth gear on. Yeah. Better put the little fangs in. It's like that's like what fictional vampires are. <laughs> and he was going on saying they came, they came through this, they come to being into this sort of fashion and appearance through the lifestyle, not through f- works of fiction or popular culture. It's like you've been – these vampires have massively charmed you. Yeah. They've just put a spell on you. This yeah. guy's gone in and gone, hey, I interviewed these vampires. They're all right. There's nothing weird about them at all. I thought it was interesting at the end of the article he said if they, if they want to come in, just invite them in. Yeah. 
That's what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> Is that what he said? No. Okay. <laughs> but that's basically what's happened. They've put the whammy on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you can't, if you tell me that the people who are running around New Orleans thinking they're real vampires, dressing like fucking Dracula or the tall guy out of the fucking Backstreet's Back All Right video clip <laughs> with his top hat and his nice suit. Yeah, yeah. Get fucked. That, that didn't come from popular culture. I, it could just be peer pressure though. They've joined a group. They want to be part of the cool kids. One of them's seen the Lost Boys. Yeah. He's seen yeah, true, maybe. the vampire and he's like, oh, I'm going to dress like this and this is my thing. Yeah. And then everyone else is like, oh, we have to dress like that. But he also said the fangs don't come from because Dracula had fangs. They come because of their need to drink blood. Yeah, okay. It's like, no, but the fangs come from, well, the fangs originally come from that Vinnie the Vampire or whatever it is. Yeah. Vinnie the Vampire. But you don't need them to drink blood. Not no. if you've got a scalpel. Old mate's fucking popping holes yeah. in the <laughs> dude's back with his scalpel. The... Other thing that was mentioned in that article was that there'd been a, uh, a TV piece on the vampires of New Orleans, and the vampires were not happy about it. Whoa! Because they, I think they didn't feel it presented them in the best light. Right, trashed their brand. Trashed their brand. Didn't really mention uh, like uh, their charity work. Right. <laughs> it's like when bikies complain that people don't talk about their toy runs. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Bunch of guys doing riding their bikes with little one percent badges on, <laughs> which is famously denoting that they do crimes. <laughs> but we're doing a toy run. Why are you guys getting bikies all of a sudden? Why are you always defending bikies? This is not the first time. Yeah, I know some bikies. They've got hearts of gold. Yeah, right. Some of them do. Yeah, and it's great that they do work like that. There was a, a group of bikies in Brisbane that used to do a food truck and feed the homeless. Oh, yeah. See, now he's bloody... Which is great. But also there was a raid on, like, I think it was the Rebels this week. Right. Where they had, uh, firstly, they had a, a stripper pole in their clubhouse. And in court, so I don't know who said this, if it was their defence or if it was the judge. But he was like, well, you could call it a stripper pole or you could say it's a dancing pole. In fact, many corporate women enjoy pole dancing as an exercise pursuit. Yeah, there you right. go. So what? They also had an alpaca, and the only one. Uh, I don't know if it was just the one, but because uh, they weren't better in peers. The bikies were very offended that there'd been some sort of implication in the by the police that uh, the alpaca was there for illicit purposes. Oh, I thought they got annoyed because they said it was a llama. Yeah, <laughs> God damn it's it. an alpaca. <laughs> anyway, uh, they didn't mention the charity, mm. and also. There was some sort of suggestion that uh, the piece that appeared was not what the reporter had said it was going to be. Right. I watched the piece being complained about. It was on 2020, which is like a current affair, I guess, or like 60 minutes. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. I mean, if you wanted to look super cool, uh, no one came off looking (laughs) great. (laughs) But there was (laughs) not much you can do, really. They they had a mix of sanguine and uh, psychic vampires in the piece. Uh, a little bit worrying. One of the sanguine vampires uh, worked at the hospital. Oh, yeah, I saw her. It's like a surgeon. <laughs> oh, there's one that was a nurse. Is that a different one? Uh, maybe we're talking about the same yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. Very problematic. Yeah, yeah, a little problematic. Maybe you shouldn't have agreed to be in this. There was also a psychic vampire who she would uh, feed on her, her partner, who was a painter. She would get his creative energies. And so she had to wait till he was really painting intensely so she wasn't distracting and then she'd come up behind him and sort of like rub her hands all over his chest from behind. 
It was like it was so creepy, but it was not sexual. No, no. but it often led to something sexual, as they said. Yeah. Cut, cut to the next scene where the reporter's like, I thought I'd try out being fed on by a psychic vampire myself. <laughs> <laughs> he was just hoping for a hand job. <laughs> but uh, he got fed on and he's like, a, I guess this is not problematic because he was like a, a person of colour and so was the psychic vampire. But uh, It's problematic she, now that you've said that. <laughs> she, she was, he was like, uh, what do I taste like? She was like, mm, I'm like chocolate. Oh, yeah, that was weird. The nurse lady, she just stood in crowds to get the energy. Right. Don't call yourself a vampire. Yeah. Call yourself something different. Come up with your own thing. Yeah. Yeah, and also if I'm in a crowd, I'm not consenting to having all my energy sucked away. Yeah. I I have finite amount of energy. Yeah. There was also a cop in it as well. (laughs) Oh, that's right. He's a detective. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he would not have his face on camera. Does he only work at the night shift? <laughs> but he was more of a lifestyle vampire. Yeah. I feel like if you're just a lifestyle vampire, it's like the other cops know you're a vampire, dude. They're all just lifestyle vampires. Yeah. No, if you're drinking blood, you're not a lifestyle vampire. Yeah, but you are. You're not doing it because you need the blood. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. They say that we need the blood. Yeah, they're wrong. <laughs> It's because they feel like there's some sort of bit of they're lacking in energy until they drink someone's blood. Yeah, and then, I would say that they they're lacking in mental health stability. No, I was so I also read like someone's thesis about uh, the problems that social workers face when dealing with uh, real vampires, uh, and the problem not real, but and the pro- and the problem of them quote coming out of the coffin. Yep, and the stigma they face from close-minded people like Salty and Robbo. I, I'm not judging as harshly as Salty was. Well, one but of the one of the things they're still that, not real vampires. One of the things <laughs> that said in this thesis is that like these people aren't actually, you know, with some exceptions, they're not mentally ill. They just mm. need to do. They feel like they need to drink blood to uh, feed some sort of energy. And one thing I did read about, I feel like I need to put a knife in people's guts. Yeah. Well, that's different, is it? If you're not well, if you're not hurting, there's something anyone, wrong with me if I'm wanting to do that. Yeah, there's something wrong with you if you want to do that, but it's different if you if you're not hurting anybody. Just having a sneaky little sip. Okay, well, let's put it another way. I feel like to survive, I need to eat Robbo's hair. Well, that is a thing. It's interesting you should say that. Uh, I was reading about the Japanese version of the vampire. Nice segue, everyone. Which is called. Uh, it starts with a G. The Gaki. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a Japanese vampire. Oh, they don't feed on hair. Oh. <laughs> but they do feed on a... So terrible segue, everyone. Yeah. Oh, it's good. You should have just lied. Who was yeah. going to look it up? Still, I, I still have a mental problem. <laughs> yeah. I want to do that. Uh, well, these are just that weird demon vampire. I don't right. think anyone is going around being like, oh, Gakis are so suave. Right. Uh, but a Gaki will feed on... Uh, Incense, they'll feed on blood. Yeah. They'll, they'll love a little sip on that. They'll also drink uh, or feed on incense uh, tea, which I right. guess is people are like, where's all the fucking tea on? You know who else feeds on tea? And this messy bitch. <laughs> uh, paper and sweat. Right. <clears throat> sweat, huh? 
But um, what it reminded me of the paper bit was that wasn't it Paul Joseph Watson that famously uh, said he ate books to yes. troll the libs? Uh, Infowars contributor, um, weird, slimy little Englishman, Paul Joseph Watson. He said he had, I can't remember the name of the condition, but there is a condition where people think they must eat paper. Right. It's a condition like people might think they must eat blood, drink yep. blood. Um, and he said he had it and, you know, in, in some sort of Vice article. And then when they printed it, he was like, ah, oh, and people like laughed at him. And he said, oh, I can't believe the left are so intolerant. And then they're like, yeah, but we just kind of, Taking the piss because we don't believe you. He's like, "Yeah, trolled you. I don't actually eat paper." <laughs> what? What are you doing? And meanwhile, he's just nibbling on a little bloody post-it note. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did see though one other possible historical explanation for the vampire phenom. Yeah. And <clears throat> possibly something that explains like this modern thing. There's like certain conditions where one of the symptoms is like photosensitivity. Yep. So like being sensitive to light. Is that not rabies? And one of the... Uh, I think tuberculosis is the mix for this as well. One yeah. of the other Diabetes. symptoms though is anemia. Right. Uh, you know, having an iron deficiency or, you know, which would be fixed by smashing down a little pint of blood. Would it though? Would you absorb the iron out of blood if you drank it? Yeah. Say that so confidently. Yeah, absolutely. I'm starting to suspect Cam of being a sneaky little vampire. Yeah. Just because I'm defending them so And then you're like, thoroughly. oh, would you get iron from drinking blood? Yeah, yeah of works, course. Yeah, works, yeah, right. yeah of course it would. <laughs> uh, some other types of vampires on the psychic vampire side of things, just the reptiles. Ugh. The reptilians. <laughs> really? Classic psychic vampires. Uh, what planet do they hail from? Uh, Draco? Nibiru from the Draco system. Ugh. Draco, Dracula. Oh. That all ties together. Apparently they're those shape-shifting psychic vampires. You know you're around them when you they just fucking drain you. Yeah, some people you see or you're near them or you hang around them and you just go, man, what a drain being around this guy. That was... Massive psychic vampire. That was tied in into like credible articles I read where they're like people are just draining Mm. And they're, they're vampires. So, like, you know, using it as a colloquialism, like, oh, that person's such a vampire. They just take from me. They take, they never give yeah. any emotional support back. They actually are. Yeah. And so that's what people were like. I think even in some of the wiki pages, like, you know, these are the types of vampires. Yeah. I feel like that's a slightly different thing. Yeah. That's just a, a bad person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. always like negative about everything. Like you guys about vampires. Um, like Robbo about bikies. <laughs> I'm pro bikey. Uh, anything else to add about vampires? No, if you are someone who thinks that they're a vampire or you feel you have to drink blood. Good on you. Good on you. Just don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah. It's don't the be a douchebag. It's the affectations that really give me the Yeah. Shoes. You don't need a top hat on a cane. No. There's... um. If you want to, what am I talking about? If you want to wear a top like hat and a cane. I want, yeah. I want corporate vampires. I would, I would totally wear a top hat and have a cane. Uh, okay, sorry. I, I don't even think I'm a vampire. I just think that would be rad. Um, you guys, you started to watch Preacher. Have you watched any of Preacher? No. They do vampires really good in that show. Um, Everyone should check it out. Speaking of corporate vampires, would you like me to leave you with some uh, parting words from Voltaire? Sure. Sure. He says that the existence of vampires is now stock jobbers, brokers and men of business who sucked the blood of the people in broad daylight. But they were not dead, though corrupted. These true suckers lived not in cemeteries, 
but in agreeable palaces. Yeah, right over Voltaire. Let's talk about werewolves. Real vampires were a massive disappointment. How did people go with finding real werewolves? Uh, just as much of a disappointment, I think. There are people that are hairy. I found a like a TV doco, uh, I think it was called Monster Hunters, where they went out looking for this real werewolf. And there was just one quote from a person, which I think means we can wrap this sec- segment up. They said, "You look, there's not really real werewolves. I mean, there are... You know, humans can interbreed with wolves, obviously. <laughs> and that, that, I, that's probably where it comes from. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. I've been werewolf build. Mystery solved. I did find out there were four different sorts of werewolves. Right. There's the Lokoti werewolf, yep. the Asian werewolf, the European werewolf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's only three. The basketball playing werewolf. Yeah, basketball. Yeah, that's the last one. <laughs> and the boxing werewolf <laughs> that no one talks about. Um, I can't remember. Maybe I didn't write the fourth one down. Uh, but basically they're all a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Some of them are faster than the others. Some of them use psychic powers. Yeah. Some of them are bigger. Some of them are smaller. The uh, Asian one can run up to 400 kilometres an hour. Fast wolf. 400 yep. kilometres an hour. Yep. But when it when it turns into a werewolf, its uh, its strength only increases twenty fold, which seems like a lot. If I had twenty times the strength that I did now, yeah, you'd be almost as strong as a regular bloke. <laughs> we both were going. There. I was going to do a self deprecating thing. I was like, as soon as I said, I'm like, oh, I'm it's not all right. Gonna... We've got the di- we've got the robo deprecation. I'm not going to get time it. to get that one out. Uh, whereas the Lokoti, uh, they're up to fifty times as strong. Right, it's pretty impressive, right? But not as fast. Uh, not as fast, no. What would you uh, rather be, super fast and on. a little bit stronger or super strong, a little bit faster? Or the European okay. All right. can go up to 300 k's an hour yeah. and 100 fold strong. Ooh, that's the one I want to be. You want to be Best of European. both worlds. Yes. Sounds like some Nazi shit. Yeah, when right? I read it, I'm like, hey, wait, is this racist? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's right. So one of them is the North American. So the Lakoti and the North American are similar. That's right. the third one. And they both go to 50. I don't, can't remember what the difference was. Um, but according to this document that I was reading, it was a, a book, uh, there's no scientific evidence that they can interbreed. Right. They exist, according to this, under science. Yep. Just no scientific scientific evidence that they can uh, have yeah. babies together. So the Lakoti ones can't breed with the Asian ones? No. Nah. Europe ones can't nah. breed with the against science. Asian ones? Probably against doctrine too. Yeah. For those European ones. <laughs> Uh, yeah And then I just read a lot about Dogman So I kind of didn't read much about werewolves Who's, who's Dogman? Dogman the Spanish guy who was in the freak show? No Okay. Dogman uh, sounds like he's a werewolf uh, Well there's, so there's a couple of cases in America Where there's famous um, Dogman Dogman yeah uh, Maybe his name was Wolf Boy Yeah it was Wolf Boy yeah, yeah. P.T. Barnum Yeah Wolf Boy yeah um, Also known as the Beast of Bray Road Man Dog Man Wolf um, or werewolf as well. Right. Uh, basically, there's been sightings of dog dogman around a few places in the US. Yeah. Um, a lot of sketches. There's a website full of sketches of people <laughs> with the dogman. Um, 
people saying that uh, it's a, quite often mistaken for Bigfoot. So now they're thinking Bigfoot all along was a dogman. Right. I looked up some evidence for um, both dogman and werewolf, like proper sightings. The dogman sightings was a, a wolf-like creature shot in Montana last year. Yeah. Look, to be fair, looked a bit creepy. Didn't look like a, a normal dog or a wolf. I heard another podcast talking about this the other day. What did they say? Same thing. They were like, well, well, there was apparently this wolf. <laughs> Is that my fucking accent? What are you doing? I'm doing Reese Darby. Oh, right. <laughs> this wolf was shot that wasn't really a wolf. And I don't know what it was, but apparently it was just a wolf. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, then I found some Australian uh, dogman gear. Should yeah. we cut my Reese Darby bit out just in case we, we actually do want to get him on the podcast? Roy's never going to be able to get Reese. Should we say what happened with Reese Darby? I don't think we need to say what happened with Reese Darby. We thought, you know, Reese Darby does a cool Oh, you just said we didn't need to say it. No, but I think we do. I still think we could get him on. Yeah. We'll leave I apologise for my Kiwi bit there. He gets it. He's a comedian. Yeah. He it was a pretty good bit. Of good, good Reese Darby as well. Wow. Anyway. Let's not talk, well, let's leave the Reese Darby stuff out. Maybe we'll put it in the extras. Yeah. Because he'll never listen to that. <laughs> he'll never stump up the 333. <laughs> uh, so Brad Kidd is this guy in WA who is just out there filming Dogman all the time. He's yeah. got many, many Dogman videos. Yeah. Uh, really hella shaky, like zoomed in on a phone and just fucking all over the place shaking so you can't see anything of just you know, in parkland and bushland. Um, and apparently there's wolves, wolf men in there and dog men in there. In the footage. Yeah. And I certainly could not see any of them. Um, one of them though, it was, there's people in the comments commenting as well. Like some people are like, oh, there's also, you, you must have seen this one as well. There's another thing in the corner there. And people are just seeing all sorts. There's people seeing aliens in there. One of them, he <laughs> suggested he saw a 14 foot dog man. Uh, and a frequent commenter on all his videos said, um, to Brad, sorry to disappoint. There are two dogmen visible. The smaller one is about four to five foot tall, and the large one only six to eight feet tall at the most. The big one is probably standing on a branch, as they are very well known to climb trees. I have only seen a thirteen foot dogman, dogman with a girth four times the one shown, and yes, it was full frontal view. <laughs> Uh, unlike the one shown, in which case you can ruin your reputation by making claims of 14 foot without full frontal view. This guy was not happy he was oh. claiming 14 foot. Without the full frontal. Without There's a full no frontal. Full front- I, I, look up Brad Kidd, uh, Dogman, on YouTube for an example of it's insane. You know how people have like you see the Mars things in Mars, you know, oh, I can kind of see how you might see that. I don't know what they're talking about. Right. It is just nuts. Uh, so that's my Dogman gear. Oh, <laughs> I love that it's like here's a video that has zero dogmen in it. Yeah. At like we can probably categorically say there's no dogmen in this footage. Yeah. But someone's calling him out on what he claims is in the footage. He's saying the dogman he's seeing is actually two dogmen. Yeah. <laughs> They're different sizes. What you're actually seeing is two dogmen on each other's shoulders wearing a trench coat. <laughs> um, yeah, the comments are really cooked. It was a really, really yeah, interesting right. place. I have to go check this out. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys find about the wolf, wolf men, werewolves. werewolves? Well, unfortunately, part of my research got sidetracked by listening to another podcast called the Wolfman Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to the episode Werewolf, Sex and Relationships. Of course you did. 
I don't know if this guy is supposed to be a werewolf. I didn't get to any talk about werewolves. All he talked about in the bit that I listened to with his guest was uh, all of the nootropics he was smashing down. He was on Joe Rogan's brain pills. So he was shilling for Joe Rogan on his own podcast. He wasn't shilling. Right. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm taking brain and I'm taking uh, these crazy mushies. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I w- he was at some sort of event uh, previously. He's like, oh, yeah, I was at this thing the other day and they had a bar just full of nootropics. You could just, yeah, I'll have some of the mushies. I'll have some of these ones. Some of Joe Rogan's brain pills. I kind of want to try some of these bloody eutropics. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. yeah, why not? You want to take some of Paul Joseph Watson's. Well, I'd, maybe I'll get some like. Scam powders. Yeah. I don't know. Get a pack, see what happens. Yeah. Your brain's fine. Well, I can't get any worse than it is right now, right? Oh. Ooh, we we'll go. take care of that stuff, mate. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of general werewolves, I. Yeah, I. Came up very short again on uh, real werewolf conspiracies. Mm. A lot of the the old timey stories of werewolves were linked into the witch trials. Yeah, I found that. A lot of witches were also deemed to be werewolves. Um, I think on a previous episode I talked about a few historical werewolves which all sort of lend themselves to the witch storyline as well. Mm. Um, nothing about... I. Maybe I just didn't look hard enough. I found it hard to find the the genesis of the like the werewolf, the thing. werewolf, like the American werewolf in London type werewolf, where mm. the guy gets scratched by one and you know fucking around at night in the moors. Well, so there's the whole thing about wolves howling at the moon, yeah. uh, and I guess historically people allegedly, and it's turned out to be a massive urban myth, but uh, when they heard, so in times of full moons, they would. Uh, lock the doors, hide yeah. themselves away because I was afraid of all the wolves that were active. Yeah. So I think that's probably how that yeah. evolved. But this is like when there still was wolves in England and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. People but had then to actually be worried about it. Wolves. It turns out wolves don't actually howl at the moon. Right. They just kind of howl at other wolves and yeah. things like that. They don't really know why wolves howl, but there's no there's no correlation with the moon. Right. Um. But yeah, I think it, it stems from both that and the and the witch trials of like. And then physical deformity as well. Mm. So people that had a bit of a monobrow yeah. were said to maybe have triggered these things. Yeah, like super hairy dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Overly hirsute men. Yep, yep. Or women. Yeah. Yep, fair. And, you know, as discussed, I think, on previous episodes, there's a lot of stuff about the moon out there, which I think is all sort of tied in. So you have the howling at the moon thing and then there's a lot of Paranoia or, you know, suspicion about the things that happen at the full moon. Mm. Which all comes together. Is it true or is it urban myth that people go a bit crazy when the full moon's out? It, wasn't that always supposed to be a real thing because the moon affects like the tides and it does something to the chemicals in your head in the same way? Gravity of the moon when it's full is more somehow and it I trips think, your fucking brain chemicals. I think that is not true because <laughs> that's... There's not enough like liquid in your brain for gravity to affect it like that. Well, maybe in your brain. I think yeah. we talked about this maybe on a moon episode that was lost, but uh, I think the issue is either there's more crime when there's a full moon because you know it's a you bit brighter, better. so you can see <laughs> you can see to do crimes. But I think there was also some sort of suggestion that there's less crime when there's a full moon because it's easier to, for the police to see you. Right. Um, they've done a lot of studies on this uh, about admissions into hospitals 
Um, and like a lot of doctors and nurses say that, yeah, oh, full moon, yeah. you know, it's going to be a troubled night. But I don't think they've ever really managed to. Yeah. Bear to in correlate. mind that we've exposed the entire medical industry as being filled with vampires. Yeah. This evening. Yeah. Yep. Vampires, famous enemies of the werewolves. Um, one. <laughs> One thing I, get, I came across, though, the next time a full moon falls on Halloween mm-hmm. is 2020. Oh. Get, get your bloody costumes ready for that. So yeah. full moon on Halloween plus like all sorts of uh, future projects are going to be kicking in, like all of these things where they're like, this is what we're going to be doing by 2020. Yeah, our right. 2020 vision. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of visions taking yeah. place. Um, yeah, so anecdotal evidence says yes, it happens, but no studies have ever shown that anything changes yeah, right. during a full moon. Yeah, I think it's mainly the origins of just like hairy blokes getting up to mischief, right? Yeah, which they love to do. Yeah. Hey, I'm a. I've got a. I've got a beard. Mm. And I love mischief. If you're a hairy bloke who's a bit unhinged, yeah, maybe a bit deformed, <laughs> and you're like just fucking. Killing some guys, yeah, or girls, yep. And someone sees you all hobbled over and beastie, hairy, killing someone. Yeah, you can understand that they might think you were some sort of wolf man. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so something scarier than just a normal dude horribly murdering someone. Yeah, <laughs> I did see actually on the topic of werewolves and murder, there was a case I think just two years ago in I believe Calgary in Canada. Mm. Uh, where a guy went on a bit of a stabbing frenzy at a party because uh, he there was a full moon and he thought all the people he was killing were werewolves. But uh, why did he go to a werewolf party if he was scared <laughs> of them? It was interesting because he seemed like he'd obviously had a psychotic break, but he also was talking about the Illuminati and things of that ilk. Right, which it's like that's not a. And a lot of stuff about the, the, I think there was a full moon, maybe even a blood moon coming up or happening. Right. And it's like, all right, sure, have a psychotic break and start stabbing people because you think they're werewolves. That's a classic little psychotic break. When you're talking about the Illuminati and the moon and things, that seems like stuff that's sort of gotten in there already. Mm. Maybe he's been watching some videos. Mm. It did make me think about the irresponsibility of some of these things. But then, I mean, how... Responsible can someone be for what someone had? A what, psychotic episode. What does. do you mean, like some of the when so when you have a full moon or when you have a blood moon, and you see all of these apocalypse videos pop yeah, up? Right. Yeah. How responsible are those people for the people who are like, oh, there's an apocalypse coming up, as per the video I just watched. Better do get my murders in while I can. Yeah. Isn't that like? the whole sort of fake news crackdown and the whole crackdown on Alex Jones and all that, like at what point does it become dangerous to just spout those crazy random theories that do lead people to violence? Mm. Probably the point where people start stabbing people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 when I was researching this, I opened up a ton of videos, just how these tabs opened up. And I got to one and it was like caught on camera and I was like, ah, oh, great. Finally proof. Yep. Yeah. CCTV camera. I must have put on CCTV werewolves. And I found some good gear in Brazil. Uh, werewolves allegedly caught on CCTV. Uh, but this was just like a warehouse, quite brightly lit. I could see a couple in there and I'm like, what's going on here? They look like werewolves. I'm like, oh, wait, are they caught on camera? Maybe maybe making love yeah. and sex. 
And they weren't even doing that. I think they were just yeah. stealing things. Right. And I scrolled down to the comments and like all the comments were like, is there anyone here for werewolves? <laughs> <laughs> so whatever the algorithm did, it must have spat this video up for yeah, werewolf right. stuff and just disappointed a whole bunch of people like me. Maybe the person chucked in werewolf in their little tags. Yeah, yeah. This but it was all fuck them yeah. all. <laughs> also, while we were researching this, one of your recommended videos was about aggro. Yes. Now, is that implying that aggro is a werewolf? For, for our non-Australian listeners, what's aggro? What is aggro? That's the question. Well, what is it? We know what aggro is. He's an animal from the Muppets with his hair taken off. Yeah. yeah. So aggro is a kid's character Yeah. on TV here in Australia. Yeah. Voiced by Jamie Dunn. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, he's naughty. Yeah. He's a little bit racy. Yeah, so... For some reason, he always comes up in my recommendations. Whenever I get cooked recommendations, is that just because of that day we what we saw that aggro video? No, that's when it first came up. Right when I was watching these kind of videos, and it must be to do with cryptids or it must be something in the tags. But yes, aggro naughtiest. Aggro is not, not a cryptid. What is he? Even at his naughtiest. <laughs> yeah, there must be something in the tags. Maybe monster or wait, but so aggro with hair is animal. From the Muppets. Yeah. yeah. It's been so, shown that it is legit an animal toy. Yeah, that they just the shaved. 70s or something yeah. like. But does that mean that like animal from the Muppets is like the werewolf version of Agro? <laughs> he's probably the, I think he's the. When he like, grows the hair back. <laughs> um, yeah, that keeps on coming up anyway. Because Agro surely isn't classified as a Muppet. No. I think very definitively from a copyright trademark perspective, they he's, would say he's definitely not a Muppet. He's very <laughs> off-brand for the Muppets. He's, he's a puppet, not a Muppet. Yeah, is he, what's he, is he supposed to be something? I don't think I don't think they can say he's... Just a funny little man. He is an animal doll. They can't say he's anything, but I'm fairly sure they're not allowed to say he's a Muppet. Yeah, but like is he supposed to be some sort of creature or is he supposed to just be a person? Yeah, yes. a little person, like animal. A, like animal's a little, little person. Just a little bloke. Animal's not actually an animal, he's just a... Crazy, crazy drummer. Yeah. Now imagine that crazy drummer got a massive haircut. Yeah. And a body, a massive attitude problem. Yeah. Got a little bit naughty. And a big problem with women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What if Adam was a huge misogynist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's say they're also very fond of sexual assault as well. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that, kept, that keeps on coming up. I also watched the, uh, I watched a couple of videos of like absolute evidence of werewolves. And one of them was a. Uh, oh, I've got I've got really nothing more on werewolves. That was you just before. All right, please tell us about the absolute evidence of werewolves. Thank you. Uh, well, it was just a series of clips, and most of them were just stories of you know someone saw something creepy, and here's some low quality footage. One though was an emergency call. Um, did you guys listen to that? I put it into our yeah. group chat. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> um, and it was like someone ringing up me like, "Oh hi, it's Kyle, emergency." Oh yeah, my car's just flipped. I've seen something. Oh no, Are you, is it on its wheels? Was it a deer? Was it a deer? <laughs> like, and you can just hear him reading the words. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, we've dispatched emergency emergency crew to you now. Uh, do you know if it was a deer? No, uh, I don't know. It was whatever. Maybe it was a beer. Ah, and then you hear this growling yeah. and things. Oh my go god! <laughs> but bloody Kyle forgot to take his whereabouts. So I don't know where Kyle was dispatching the emergency crew to. <laughs> if you ring up emergency and you get Kyle and you've got a werewolf situation, yeah. you're in trouble. Get someone else. Yeah. You'd want to hope you've got location services turned on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I wasn't sold on Kyle's evidence. No. 
Is that it on werewolves? I think that's it. There's oh, not much. There was no, at least with vampires, it's like David Icke's out there putting forward alternative, alternative theories. Mm. We were, I'm sure there's more on werewolves. Werewolves are from, you know, a grand tradition of shape-shifting creatures. Mm. Uh, there's probably more in shape-shifting, skin-walking, all that sort of thing. Werewolf just never had the cool factor. Unless you're talking about Scott Howard. Other than Scott Howard. Yeah. Who's Scott Howard? Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Oh, right. Um, Undoubtedly the coolest werewolf. What was the British movie? Did you guys ever see the British movie about the SAS soldiers and the werewolves? Dog soldiers? Yeah, that was cool. That was pretty good. That's yeah. a really good movie. Uh, so if you want to learn more about werewolves. It was no Teen Wolf. Wow. Steer clear of Teen Wolf 2. Jeez. Oh, Steer clear of the TV show, Teen Wolf. This guy's got wolf bloody uh, opinions. Yeah. Teen Wolf 1. Yep. Classic. Watch Dog Soldiers first because it's a little bit spooky, a little bit scary, yeah. a little intense. Turn on the lights once you're all riled up. Put on Teen, Teen, Wolf, Teen Wolf to lighten the mood. Yeah, and you can go to bed not worrying about yeah. werewolf soldiers busting in your door. Just wondering, worried about what defense you play on a wolf basketball man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. No. <laughs> he's got 20 times the power of a normal man. 50 times he's North American. Yeah. Even worse. Oh, well, let's wrap this baby up. Uh, quick apology. Uh, last week we said that the SS uniforms were designed by Armani. Yep. Who is a famously homosexual Italian man? Yep. Turns out uh, he's not. The Nazis weren't <laughs> fond of that as his ilk. Um, <laughs> and they're actually designed by Hugo Boss. Yes. Thank you for the uh, person that added us yeah. and corrected us. Yes, thank you, Karen. Yes. Uh, yeah. Who also noted, isn't it weird that Hugo Boss is still huge today? It is weird. Also, IBM, another one. Volkswagen. They'll throw under the bus. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw IBM. At least Volkswagen, weren't they an actual Nazi brand? Hmm. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. IBM were actively participating in <laughs> things. You're the pharma companies. Anyway. Oh, man, I've always been so supportive of Big Pharma as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Where do people find us on the old internet? Uh, they can find us at hypotheticalinstitute.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Hmm. Also, if you can't be asked typing hypotheticalinstitute.com, you can also just type in hypothepod.com now and that works as well. Oh, a little redirect, eh? Yeah. Also, if you'd like to find our Redbubble merch, you don't even have to go to redbubble.com slash hypothepod or whatever it is now anymore. Just hit up www.cookedunits.com. Oh, great. (laughs) And you can find us on Facebook where you can uh, leave a little heart react only, mm-hmm. a little comment. Shout, out, shout out to Anna there. for always leaving heart reacts. Yeah. yeah. Some of the other listeners. A little bit slack. Yeah, throwing yeah. likes around. Yeah. yeah. And, and what happens Take your thumbs to yourself. If yeah. you accidentally click like, then you just click it again and wait a little bit. Yeah, hold, and, it, hold it down and yeah. do the heart. Yeah. And then the heart will pop up. Yeah. Look at us desperate for hearts. <laughs> hearts. It was hearts. <laughs> where do people find you, Cam? Uh, they can find me at Sexenheimer on Twitter and I'm on Facebook and iTunes at Gather Around Me for my other podcast. You can get me at Ale of a Time everywhere on socials and aleofatime.com. Salty. Uh, you can get me at Saltmarsh on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Andrew Saltmarsh illustration for artwork stuff, which is horribly not updated very often. I apologize. And Toe Hider on Patreon. Bye. See ya. Bye.